0: Mm -hmm. Hi, hello, hola, and hello. Welcome to My Kids Think I'm Cool, But Podcast. A podcast about getting knocked up in a foreign country, families living abroad, and raising children in a different culture, all while trying to keep your cool and not lose your shit. I'm your host, Jackie, an American Filipino mom living in Denmark, and My Kids Think I'm Cool, But... Today, I don't have a butt because I will be asking my guest, Keturah Mithika, <laughs> an international mom from Kenya, what her butt is with her kids. This episode is all about helping this mama get through a very difficult time in her life and her family's life right now. This whole hour will be focused on Katura family and daughter, uh, little beautiful Aya, uh, because last November Aya got diagnosed with this rare disease called SMA, uh, spinal muscular atrophy. A very rare disease that one out of ten thousand children gets diagnosed with. This disease, it is so rare that in Denmark, it is not approved to do treatment for it because only two kids a year in Denmark get this disease called SMA. So Katura and her family has to go outside for outside of Denmark for the treatment, which will cost them about two million USD um, out of their own pocket. As a parent, and especially an international parent. I wouldn't even know how I would handle this kind of news. And Keturah is a strong woman and she is raising money to save her daughter's life. What an incredible mother she is. And I want to do my part to help and spread the news about SMA and have my voice be part of the cause and also help Aya have a normal life in the future. Well, enough of me talking. Let me introduce you to this wonderful and strong mother named Keturah Mitka. And I know I say her name wrong because we've been practicing it before we started the radio show. But like I said, she's an international mom from Kenya and she lives here in Denmark with her family. Hi Katura, and thank you for joining this radio show and podcast to talk about you and your family. Plus a little bit about, not a little bit, but mostly about little Aya and what she has to go through right now. How are okay. you today? I
1: am. I am great. I'm great, Jackie. Thank you for having me. And you're saying it correctly, so you don't to apologize. <laughs> I been... I
0: wanted to practice. Yeah.
1: yeah, you've been great.
0: Yeah. And before I want to get started with uh, our interview, I just wanted to ask you what. Y- what is your butt with your kids? Since I didn't do one today, I have to ask my guests. So if it's anything from something you do or something embarrassing you do that your kids don't know <laughs> about.
1: All right. Uh, my butt. Oh, first, I don't think I'm a cool mom, but
0: uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. What you're doing for your daughter is definitely a cool mom. Um,
1: so, yeah, I, I hide snacks from them <laughs> because... <laughs> For example, our eldest, uh, Amira, you know, she keeps asking, you know, I want this, I want that, you know. If you heed to everything they're asking for, then and by dinner time, they're not going to have their meals. So I hide, and I don't think that is cool, <laughs> right? And screen time also, I restrict uh, screen time, which, uh, yeah, I think uh, they wouldn't find, the uh <laughs> Yeah.
0: They wouldn't find it bias. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My That's bias. why my, my podcast is all, is all about my kids think I'm cool, but <laughs> there's a but because <laughs> yeah. I'm not that cool to them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Only yeah, if they knew, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But they don't. So they don't. They still think you're cool. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so famous question that every international gets when they move to Denmark mm-hmm. is, how did you end up in Denmark all the way from Kenya?
1: Oh. I was crazy enough to fall in love with Adin.
0: All of us. <laughs> no. I am one of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but uh, um, seriously, mine is uh, a weird story, I I could say, because um, I met uh, my man uh, when I was in campus, in, in college then, and uh, we had this great connection, like, That is now in, like, 2012, you know, the people that you meet and you can talk for hours, you can have conversations that go on and on and on and on. But um, a week later, I told him, I lied to him that I was getting married. (laughs) (laughs) Weird, right? Uh, I did it because... uh, you know, back home, I I don't know if uh, in your culture you have it, but the man has to do the chase, you know, like you have to pursue a woman, you know, so that was what I was expecting, but, you know, he he was like, okay, you're getting married, yeah, okay, I wish you the very best, and he stopped talking to me, (laughs) (laughs) so I was, you Know, I was I had my pride also, so I was embarrassed uh, to you know to continue writing him, and then it ended. And then three years later, we connected again, and uh, yeah, and then we started talking. It was uh, we picked from where we had left, and you know, first of all, he asked me, How is your marriage? because I was in the office, I logged on uh, um, my private um, Skype, which yeah. I I I had him done in years, and then I was like, then he popped, you know, he was online, and he said hi, I don't know, I don't remember who said hi first, and we fight about that, Yeah, because he says, (laughs) you said hi to me first, and I was like, no, you said hi to me first, so I don't remember, but uh, we said hi to each other, and we started talking, and you know, like, he was like, "How is marriage life?" I was like, "What? What marriage? I had already <laughs> forgotten." He's like, "What?" <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, now I, I was done with school. I was uh, so now I was a grown-up uh, lady. So we had a deeper conversation, and um, two years later, I moved with him. Yep, and. Uh, yeah, we are. Yeah,
0: no, that's a wonderful story. Well, not when you said that, you, <laughs> that you're married. He's like, uh, okay, yes. bye, bye. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know, I was expecting the she's, You know, back home, you sell someone. You know, they they want to know the details. You know, yeah. How are you? How are you getting married? Why? You know, like why? Who is he? Why were you talking to me? You know? Yeah. No, no, he did. He was like, okay. Yeah, that's definitely um, in the Philippines
0: and U.S. culture. It's almost mm-hmm. women wait for the chase. And then I realized yeah. in Denmark, it's it's completely different. The culture is different. <laughs> is. They're it like, is okay, so
1: bye. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, just, uh, it's weird, but uh, yeah. But anyways, <laughs> it
0: did work out. And that's so great yes. that you guys reconnected yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, f- found the, yeah. the way back to each other in a way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um what are some of your culture shocks when you moved into Denmark
1: oh my god I have many but <laughs> uh, <laughs> first I love food so it it was food you know like I don't understand why even today you know I ask uh, you know why why do you have to eat cold food <laughs> they, you know, they eat uh, cold food for breakfast and lunch, and then dinner is when they have uh, warm meals. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's your setup in your, in your family, but Same. most, most, <laughs> most families, yeah. Back home, oh my god, we have warm, not even warm, hot food, <laughs> hot food for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner. All the meals are warm. Yeah. But here, I was like. I'm, I'm, I'm a little I'm adjusting a little but it's still like you know <laughs> so food was one and um, yeah, language oh <laughs> I was prepared before I came here I had uh, taken a course uh, using an app called Duolingo. yeah <laughs> and I thought I was oh I had mastered it <laughs> and I came here I couldn't understand but. I don't know. I couldn't understand <laughs> most things. You know, what you learn and when they speak, it's totally different. And with Frank, uh, we've always been uh, speaking English. So, when I came here and uh, my friends, fans are speaking, you know, I, I don't understand. <laughs> You're like, but, I thought uh, I got this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I go to the supermarket, you know, you, you try asking something in English, they, they reply in Danish. I'm like, what? You know, so I, I thought everyone speaks English. Okay, yeah, they do, but they prefer to speak Danish. Mm-hmm. So it was it was a it was a shock. It was a shock
0: to me. Did you, but, did, you uh, did you
1: eventually learn Danish? I haven't uh, gone uh, to school yet. Actually, yeah. um, but uh, I speak. Uh, I speak pretty good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and then that's fun, because, like, with uh, my in-laws, we
0: speak Danish, so I'm not that bad. That's good. <laughs> I yeah, I speak broken English because there's some words that I'm <laughs> like, uh, yeah. But I, for my yeah. in-laws, I have to speak Danish, and it's the only yeah. way I actually have to learn. I learn is be- mm-hmm. because, yeah. and I appreciate and, it because there's lots yeah. of internationals here that don't even learn it because they're not surrounded. Wow. Uh, they don't have a. They either have a different uh, a spouse from out outside of Denmark,
1: so oh, they're not. Yeah, yeah.
0: They're not um, into the Danish culture. Uh, yeah, they live but here, but they don't mm-hmm. have the language in the home.
1: But but uh, it's important to learn one. Uh, uh, you know when you go to a different uh, culture, I think it's good to you know to learn their language. It's only fair. Yep. But only that I thought you know in the first. At at first, you know, it's it's like uh, to translation. It's gonna be easy because maybe they speak both English and Danish. But yeah, it was a shock. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and Duolingo and real life are two different things. <laughs> exactly. Oh my, it is. they they catch you with that. I was also the same. I was trying to prepare and learn Danish before I went to Denmark and then realizing all the words that I was saying were completely wrong. Uh, (laughs) The sentences don't match. Uh, Yeah, I was
1: not speaking Danish. And especially in the way their sentences are, uh, it's so different from English. It's like the opposite, you Mm -hmm. know? How they phrase their... um, You know, sentences, but uh, yeah. (laughs) And then I don't know if you've had any, you know, like with addressing the elders, you know? Oh, and according. In the Philippines,
0: for the US or here in Denmark?
1: Here, here in Denmark. It was a shock for me also. Like (laughs) when I came here, I was calling my Suya Moa, like mom. Yeah. Right? And then my friends were like, oh what are you doing? Like, what? I'm like, why? Like, you know, that's how we do it, to show respect. Back home, your mom-in-law, your, you know, you call them mom. You don't say mom-in-law for you. Yes. You don't say your, your first child. name. You just call them mom. They're like, what? No, you don't do that. You call them by their name or by, I was like, yeah, that was also, it took me a little of time to adjust. Yeah. But, uh, it awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was also for me uh, when I lived. Uh, I I was born in the Philippines, but mm-hmm. that was also a sign of respect. There's a word that you say after when people are older than you. You there's a word you say uh, ahead before they say their name, or you don't even say their name at all. You say no. mom or auntie. Uh, yeah, if it's yeah. a bigger brother, it's a uh, this word called kuya. It means big brother mm-hmm. in in mm-hmm. Tagalog. But I grew up in the U.S., so that slowly came out of me. So here in Denmark, it was fine when I was like, oh, yeah, hey, so-and-so. And And I did the name. I didn't feel as bad. Uh, But I think it's because I I grew up in the U.S., and it's not like that where you do it with respect, with certain names. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. For me, it's... uh I'm still, you know, struggling. I had, yeah, I'm so struggling. Especially, you know, we call Mr. and Mrs. or Madame, you know. Yep. But here you just call people by their name. I I think it's cool, but it's um you know, it was a shock.
0: Yeah, it's definitely you're not gonna go back to Kenya and start saying to your uncles like <laughs>
1: Hey, yeah, re- by the name, yeah, oh. <laughs> it's like poop slap in the face. What, <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. Oh, so you went abroad and became disrespectful, huh? <laughs> yeah. so, no. Uh with that, I wanted to ask
0: a question How do you balance then the cultural respect with raising your kids in Denmark, uh, but also keeping the Kenyan tradition, like with the name calling and um yeah that that kind of stuff with
1: the two different traditions going on. Um I must say we try to integrate uh, both the cultures to you know to our kids uh, introduce both. So uh, honestly I, I I will not have uh, I don't know I still find it weird for my kid to call uh, their auntie by their name so we call uh, they call her uh, ha fasta like in Danish, you know, how they should and and um, and uh, you know svia and fa. they yeah. call them both fafa or Famoa. Yeah. Uh, so and with my family they when we Skype or uh, a video call they call auntie or grandma, you know. So I still I still think it's it's uh, good to maintain that culture. And, uh, yeah, we try
0: that. Yeah. With the food and stuff, do you try to introduce it with them? Or, like, my daughter hates mm-hmm. uh, Filipino food. Not hates it, mm-hmm. but just, like, looks at it like, no, give me ruble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how, how is that with uh, your kids, with the food, the traditional food that you have in Kenya? Mm-hmm.
1: Luckily, uh, so far, my kids love uh, Kenyan food. Because we we actually make um um uh how to say um, not uh, just the Danish food. We make Filipino food. I love Bulalo, I love oh, it. <laughs> yeah, we've we've been traveling all over. So we really like integrate uh, especially with food. We make food from different uh parts of the world, and with um, Kenyan food, we have to make uh, uh, Kenyan dishes every week, like uh, maybe twice a week, so they are used to that, so yeah, we eat Danish food, we eat Kenyan food, we eat uh, food from different parts all, of the world, uh, yeah, yeah, so um, uh, they love, so far, they love Kenyan food, they love Ugali, <laughs> our good. famous Ugali, that uh, actually um, their dad doesn't like, <laughs> but I still make because they like it, and uh, I think it's good for them to learn so that when they go, they visit, they, they won't have a hard time, you know? So, yeah, but uh, there are other things that he likes also, That uh, other food, Kenyan food that he likes also, but generally my kids love uh, Kenyan food.
0: That's good, yeah, yeah. because... I tried to introduce my daughter, and she has the Danish palate, like bland potatoes. Don't give <laughs> up! Don't give I try. Up. I keep doing it, and she won't <laughs> yeah. even eat white rice. I was like, "What's wrong with white rice?" <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, she'll eat it, if but, uh, but it's not like her first choice. Like yeah. she's like, oh, uh, okay. she'll tell me, "Uh, rice. We're having rice today." It's like you're half Asian. <laughs> You better appreciate, right? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. Uh, personal, I started them very when they were very little, little. So we make sure that they eat, all and uh, they love them. So just be persistent. Continue offering. Yeah, I, I did and- the same too. I I introduced
0: my daughter to uh, the foods very early, but I mm. think it's once um, she hit three it was just her own choice she just started developing what she doesn't like what she does Mm -hmm. like Um, and then she does like really healthy things but it's just so bland for me like she'll eat potato with no sauce and all the veggies she'll eat (laughs) everything so i i I shouldn't complain because she does eat all her vegetables and everything it's just when it's has an asian taste to it or um, Mm -hmm. i'm from southern california a mexican taste to it Mm -hmm. she's like "Ah, nothing
1: (laughs) She will come around. I think maybe it's a stage, you
0: know. Yeah, I hope so.
1: Continue offering. Just don't give up. (laughs) I hope so. Yeah, she will come around, I think.
0: Yeah. What do you think uh, being an international parent, you know, living in Denmark, um, what do you think is the hardest thing for you uh, being an international parent and adapting to the culture here in Denmark?
1: Uh, in terms of
0: um, raising your hiring? kids, yeah, as your parent, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Okay. So first of all, as a mom, oh my god, it's uh, I don't know, it's it's really, really, really hard. Uh, <laughs> I I don't sound I don't mean to sound ungrateful, but it's really hard um, uh, raising kids here because back home you have support like. Um, there is always someone available, like, you know, to take kids to play, to, to to cook, you know, to help with the washing, to, like, there is always someone, and they will offer. You don't have to ask. But here, yeah, I am grateful to have um, um, my mom-in-law, who is uh, really, who had even to quit her job to, to help with uh, raising her grandkids, but... It's it's not the same, Jackie. Yeah. It's not the same, and and uh, sometimes the uh, you know, like they tell me, ask you know if you need help, ha- ask. Don't uh, don't just. But I don't know how to ask yeah. because I am used to they offer, you know. So it's it's a little.
0: I think it's a cultural thing, also. Yeah,
1: it is definitely it is a cultural thing because. Uh, uh, yeah Back home, you don't you don't ask, you know they, they offer. Mm-hmm. They know you need it so um, I'm, I'm learning, but, yeah. um, but
0: it, it's hard. Definitely. And I think every international parent uh, that moved to Denmark experience it because we don't have our immediate family that will help mm-hmm. us or even our mm-hmm. friends that are, are there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We do have our yeah. spouse's uh, parents, but it, mm-hmm. it's not the same like it's not the same totally yeah, I love my uh, in-laws and they help out as much as they can and everything mm-hmm. but it's um it, it just doesn't feel the same it it's it's a more help than most people will get but still mm-hmm. it's just not the same on the help you would get from your home country or your friends friends and family back home and I can mm-hmm. definitely understand where where you're coming from. It is hard being an international parent. And it's hard being a parent in general. And then you put it a new is. country in it
1: even more. Uh, yeah, yeah. I-, I thought it was going to be like, you know, like, um, I don't know. When uh, um, when I had uh, Amira, our firstborn, um, I expected, you know, I expected uh, maybe my mom-in-law would move in. us. <laughs> Yeah, but that's the because, culture in Kenya, yeah, right? Yes, because that's, that's, that's how they do it. It's either your mom or your husband's mom come in and uh, take care of you. And, you know, I, I mean, all we do is sit and be taken care of for at least a month, you know? Yeah. So, but in a week, I was supposed to get out and, you know. Go on walks. <laughs> do life you know like uh, the normal way I was like what I actually that almost uh, got me depressed because I thought they didn't care about me you know but no it's you know it's 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 the way they do things and yeah it can be hard yeah (laughs) Yeah. I can
0: understand because when I came home with my firstborn it's just like here's a baby deal with it uh (laughs) Uh who's yeah. going to go grocery shopping? You? Oh. Are you? With
1: a baby? <laughs> what happens yeah, if it we, cries? <laughs> yeah, we don't get out of the house for like a month. My god, back home. So, yeah, I totally feel you. It's, it was <laughs> but uh yeah.
0: But it's, it's all, now we, we could like, laugh about it, I think. Because yeah. it's, like, yeah. it's so different than what I thought in my head. Now we can just yeah. laugh about it. Not at the time, but now we yeah. can kind of just, like, oh, okay, that's <laughs> yeah. how it is.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, now now it's, uh, you know, with Aya now, with Aya I was, uh, I was prepared because yeah. I knew, you know, <laughs> but my goodness. Yeah, just that's how them. I felt with
0: my second, too. I knew what to expect, and it was yeah. actually easier when he was a baby. I was like, oh. This Why did I think it was so hard? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: But now let's get into um, beautiful Aya and uh, what you're going through with, with her and with the family. And what the episode is all about is, you know, raising awareness for uh, little Aya and her uh, disease. Not disease, but what she's going through. And can you tell the listeners about what SMA is Um and what, uh, what it does.
1: Yeah, okay. So uh, basically, SMA is, is, is a short form of spinal muscular atrophy. Mm-hmm. I don't know, muscular atrophy, if I'm saying it right. And, um, and what it does is it's, um, it's a progressive disease. So uh, once muscles... Starts wasting, you know. So as they grow older, then uh, the muscles can't uh, support uh, the growing body. So they start, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. And
0: it's uh, uh, yeah. okay, take your
1: time. <laughs> so, yeah, so before. You know, before I as a uh, diagnosis, uh, I had never heard about this uh, SMA because, um, you know, I we thought, of course, uh, something was wrong, and that's why we talked to our nurse, and and um, she had to be, or we had to go to the doctor and then to the pediatrician and neurologist for her to be tested, but we did not expect uh, something like that yeah. you know you know our Google search we never came across SMA yeah, yeah? it's 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 so when we were told about it it was uh, I, don't know. I don't know Jackie it's it, uh, you know it's it just picture that you know being told uh, suddenly that uh, your child uh, is has this big disease you know it's and and um, I remember when uh, when uh, a neurologist called us because uh, she told us over the phone, because, you know, corona and, yeah, um, you know. So she called us and told us, uh, you have uh, to come on Monday so that we can discuss this because it's uh, a serious, a very serious disease. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's called SMA. And... Uh, you know, I was like, uh, "Yeah, SMA, okay." You know, because yeah, okay. What what is SMA? Because we we didn't really, you know, know what it was. And then she told us uh, she's gonna lose her muscle strength. What you have seen so far, uh, it's uh, she's already started. It's it's begun. Oh. The process has begun she's uh, losing her muscle strength and it will continue like that to a point where um, she cannot uh, eat on her own. She will need support and um, eventually, if there's no intervention, uh, she cannot breathe and most kids uh, who have this disease don't live past two years if uh, there's no intervention. Yeah. So, I, <laughs> so, I was like, what? You know, like, I was in shock, and uh, I was, you know, I. It's like you're there and you're not there. I, I, I'm, i I'm crying, but you know, like I, I don't know. I, 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 cannot describe. I, I cannot describe that, um, That's But Jackie, this. <laughs> answer, no, I it's okay. No, no, it's a, it's a hard, answer. it's a hard, hard time. She's, Ah oh, yeah, is a lovely child. You you've seen her video, she's bubbly, she's happy, she's she's you know, she's she was just a normal kid, you know. But um yeah. But anyway, then she told us that uh, she will uh, not walk. She cannot she cannot walk. And uh, we should go in that uh we discuss uh. About her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's good that um, it's not good, but that it was diagnosed and now um, that you're doing something about it or people are helping you. And um, there are four types of SMA. Uh, what type does Aya have? Uh,
1: yeah, Aya is the type two, which is uh, referred to as a sita. Um, basically means that she can sit down, but. Uh,
0: she work. yeah, but eventually it'll just get worse and worse from from two and on yeah um what were the signs that you were noti- noticing with your daughter before you got the diagnosis and you you knew that like okay, there's something not right uh with aya yeah um so in her
1: eight month check uh the nurse checked her and she was uh she was perfect, right? But uh, immediately after, I started noticing that uh, we we feed, we give uh, our kids, uh, we do the baby-led weaning method, so where they feed themselves. <laughs> and I noticed that uh, the way she was using her right hand, it's like it was, she was um how do you say it backtracking you know mm-hmm. it's like before she could use a spoon she could hold a spoon properly she could feed herself and instead of improving she was uh, like um you know
0: going backwards so and
1: uh, and uh, then I, you know, I, I asked, uh, you know, the dad, like, do you notice uh, this? And she, uh, he told me, yeah, but uh, I think we are just being uh, too, you know, like uh, maybe we are comparing Amira yeah. and Aya and kids uh, grow differently. So we should just, you know, like uh, not worry too much. And then, um, yeah, but then at nine months it was getting worse. And then now he told me. We, we really need to talk to someone because, uh, you know. Other than that, even her legs stopped uh, moving as they used to. Oh,
0: know? so they were moving before.
1: Yes, she was. She was a normal baby. Yeah. She was almost almost crawling. Almost everything was going perfectly. Yeah. On her eight on her eight month check, she was perfect. She could lift her arms. She could she could clap. She could wave. She could. She was. Yeah, she was um, totally normal. So um, then uh, we we you know we decided to to call our nurse because uh, she was supposed to come a ten month check Mm after it, and uh, told her that uh, we were concerned and yeah, and uh, so she promised to come with the physiotherapist. We would then uh, uh, check Aya. And uh, true to Howard, uh, she came with uh, a physiotherapist and uh, they checked Aya. <laughs> and, um, yeah, they, of course, we there are things that we had not noticed. Like, she had stopped rolling. Yeah. Imagine. Like, uh, she... she yeah, I, I had not even noticed that she had lost that because you know she was sitting, you know, she, she was past that, you know, yeah. So I, I wasn't like, so yeah, they came and they uh, tried, um, you know, putting her on her tummy and uh, she couldn't lift uh, her head and you know she was floppy, so the you know, you could see the worry on their faces, but yeah. um. They did not want to break it, uh, you know, to us, uh, like, uh, you know. So they told us uh, we could wait it out until uh, Aya got uh, to one year, and then uh, uh, because it could be just she's uh, hypotonic, right? Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't worry too much. So I we said fine, oh, okay, yeah, and then uh, they left. They went and discussed uh, between themselves and called the following day. And they told, uh, you know, she called me Mary. Uh, just, You know, just to be sure, take Aya to the doctor. From mm-hmm. the family doctor, let her get checked. So we took, to, we took Aya to the I And I am super grateful for this, uh, for, for my nurse, because if, uh, you know, she could have said, you know, let's wait until she's one year because, or more than a year, right? But uh, so we went to the doctor. The doctor didn't say anything. She directly sent us to a pediatrician. We went to the pediatrician, who then sent us to a neurologist because he said something is definitely wrong. But uh, we went to the neurologist. Uh, so to Copenhagen, then. Uh, uh they did the results and that's when now after four days they did this process very fast. Uh we are also super grateful for that. And in four days uh, then they
0: called us and yeah. What uh when you found out during these four days, uh what was going what was your reaction when the doctor called you and told you? I know you just said that, oh, we didn't even know what small was uh, mm-hmm. until, you know, the doctor told us.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was your reaction, uh, uh, Jackie? <laughs> we we were not. I don't know. It's we, we like uh, became uh, a little crazy. I could say. We now we are we've uh, you know accepted uh, the reality that we are in. You know, but. Then we were like a mad people, you know. Like it's it's just it's it's um it, it's too much because you've been watching this kid grow, and you know if we were prepared from birth or you know when we were when I was pregnant that there was something, you know, then you could uh, at least be prepared. But it was a shock and a big shock, you know. So um, it, I don't know even how we managed uh, through that period up to now, but then we, when we got uh, out of that shock, not even I think we started research and talking uh, to the, you know, you know we had to prepare a list of questions to ask the doctors and and you know uh, try to help her, you know, yeah. so. So in and, and
0: that's that's what we are trying to do. Um why do you have to look outside of Denmark for the treatment? Um and you can't just do the treatment here in Denmark. Um yeah, because you know all of us pay for the taxes, it's universal, you know, everyone's like, Oh, Denmark free healthcare and it's such a globally everyone knows Denmark has, you know, universal health care and it's very good to live here and, and you don't have to worry about anything when you get sick. But all of a sudden, with your daughter's condition, is completely opposite and you have to look outside of Denmark.
1: Yes, um, I must say Danish healthcare is super, super good and we are grateful for it. But uh, with SMA, let's say four years ago, there was no treatment at all. Even, you know, even uh, to manage, it was just uh, therapy and you wait it out. Either your baby dies or uh, your baby, you know, whatever the, you know, nature to, for nature to take it Cause, But um, uh, this uh, there are treatments that have come up um, in the past uh, few years. And uh, there are three of them. Actually, Denmark has one of the treatments. Denmark is offering Spinraza mm-hmm. to um, to the kids but uh spinraza, what spinraza does it's um it's helping uh, the backup gene the backup the the ba- IA, there is a missing gene in aya but and then there backup gene that uh, she has a few copies of and uh, this drug is helping that backup gene to produce the protein that is needed. To help Ia um, Aya, uh, function, but it's it's not uh, it's not optimal. It's it's like uh, to say um, you know slow down the disease if we can uh, we can put it that uh, in a, um, how to say in in simple words. But um, then there is uh, gene therapy. This gene therapy is uh, replacing that missing gene, that SMN1 gene that is missing, it's replacing it. And although this one also is not a cure because it does not, whatever that was lost, whatever neurons that were lost before the treatment cannot be recovered, but from there it's taking over, you know, And uh, we've seen amazing results from uh, the clinical trials, from the kids who have gotten it and from, you know, but uh, this drug is new. And uh, Denmark has um, regulations that, uh, you know, before they allow the drugs in in the country. And given that this disease was approved uh, just last year in Europe, it might take uh, a couple of years or uh, even three or five years before it's approved in Denmark. The problem is that we we would wait it out, but we do not have that time yet. Mm-hmm. We don't have time. This drug is given only to kids under two years, yep. you know? So, and they say that the earlier it's given, the better. To get, to maximize uh, the results, the earlier it's given, the better. So we are asking, should we wait? Should, you know, as as a parent, as a doctor, you know, whoever you are as a parent, would you just sit down and wait and do nothing?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, you can't, I can't just, we can't just sit. And then uh, a few years later, then it is approved, uh, Jackie. Then then what? Mm. You know, I, I personally, you know, you, even you as a parent, you know, you just sit and then two years from now they will tell you, this drug is available now but we cannot give it to your kid because the kid is older. Yeah. How how would you even live with that, right? Yeah. So uh, it's not a front in Denmark, and uh, that's why we are going out of our way to try and raise this uh, crazy amount to save our daughter yeah. because it's, it's the only right thing yeah.
0: to do. As a mother, I feel you and, you know, how you're doing it um i think any mother um would do the same thing especially when their child is at risk um what are you doing right now to make your dreams come true for um you know for little aya to walk and have a normal life for her future
1: so um we research on the methods to raise this money, and the only way we could come up with is uh, to start a Mm GoFundMe. We've seen parents who have uh, done this and it's been successful. Um, uh, But um, even here in Denmark, actually, there is a kid that uh, was doing that a few months ago. So we decided uh, to go that route and... uh, you know, just um, request uh, people to help us save via because honestly, we cannot do it. We cannot do it alone. We are looking at fifteen mm-hmm. million krona, fifteen million krona, Julie. So even for a rich person, that's that's a uh, you know that's that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So. We are looking, uh, we started a a foundation for IFS uh, uh, for transparency and uh, to see if it will be easier to get donations from organizations here in Denmark. And uh, yeah, so far, um, yeah, so far it's. What kind of uh, support?
0: what kind of support and feedback are you getting from, you know, the people you approach right now? Um, it definitely touched my heart, and that's why I wanted you to be on my uh, a podcast and also help as much as I can, you know, with my social media and spreading the word and sharing uh, Aya's story. What, what are some of the feedbacks, you know, negative or, or good that you've been getting uh, from, from people
1: yeah, thank you, Jackie. From individuals, you know, like you and from individuals, it's been really like people have been really positive with us. They are supportive. They are, you know, they are, they are really like uh, helping and, you know, with their spreading the word. But uh, with the organizations so far, we've not uh, gotten any positive uh, feedback. So we could say that right now we are relying on individuals like you and someone else uh, to just share because it's a, it's a lot of money but it's doable if we can reach a million people you know if we can reach a million people and each contribute 15 krona it it can it can be done but now to do that we need to reach these people and we have to share and share and keep sharing you know so um Um, yeah yeah, that's what we are doing now creating awareness again also for this disease because it's not uh, people don't even know about it yeah you
0: know so and um aya has a time frame to do this
1: um exactly
0: so how long does aya have until we she can't have it anymore and um we have told the end of the year to raise the 2 million USD or 10 million kroner for Aya 15. is that correct
1: It's actually 15 million kroner it's because in the GoFundMe, you cannot uh, raise okay. 15 at once you okay. have to achieve the goal and then expand but I uh, uh we she has Aya is uh, turning uh, 13 months in a few in a few days so we have uh, less than uh, we have, we could say about uh, eleven, ten months.
0: Yeah, because it needs to happen before she turns yes. two years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what ha- uh, what happens after two, and she doesn't have the treatment when she turns two? Can she have it, or it has to be exactly at two years old?
1: So actually, how it was approved in the U.S., which uh, is the country that approved uh, this the uh, treatment first. Uh, they are only doing it to kids uh, two years, but we've seen uh, recently we've seen uh, countries like Japan uh, approving for kids who are um, not age wise, but uh, kilos. If they okay. are below twen- if if they are below twenty one kilos. But honestly, I would like to do it, uh, or we would love if she gets it as soon as possible because the earlier it's done. It's the better, the better for us. And we've seen uh, this um, help kids, especially who received it uh, in uh, early stages, you know? Yeah. So I don't, uh, I have to be positive. Mm -hmm. I have to be positive, Jackie. I have to be positive. Um,
0: Since you started the GoFundMe in January, correct? Um, How much uh, have you raised uh, with just individuals uh, putting up? Uh, donations for Aya?
1: Yeah, so far uh, on our GoFundMe, we are to almost uh, 80,000 kroner. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also started a campaign back in my country, in Kenya, and they've raised uh, almost uh, about 150,000 Danish kroner. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so, and they started actually two weeks ago. So, wow. uh, yeah. So I could say that uh, we are slightly of 200,000. So it's still a lot a very long way to go because it's about 1, 1. 1.3 or 1.4%. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm positive.
0: No, that's a really good sign that you're getting people from Kenya yeah. here in Denmark and hopefully yeah. all over when, the world. Yeah, all over the world. And hopefully uh what kind of uh companies are you looking for or um uh you said that you were looking for not just individuals but also uh companies and other other people, not just individual people.
1: Yeah, um we are approaching all organizations, okay. you know, because most organizations they donate money to a charity um, You know, organizations and and uh, we started the IAS Foundation. So we are hoping with that uh, they will uh, they will um, they will look into our case and uh, help us. Um, Yeah, but so far, yeah.
0: Okay. So that's a good way. Um, besides individual, you're spreading the news uh, through uh, different organizations. Is it is that just in Denmark, or you're looking for organizations in Kenya or anywhere uh, around the globe?
1: Um, my family has approached uh, some organizations in Kenya. But uh, we could say mostly it's uh, here in Denmark that we've, uh, we've written, most companies that we've written or organizations we've written are from here in Denmark. But we have also contacted uh, some uh, charity organizations in the U.S. Mm-hmm. So if uh, someone knows uh, an organization that uh, could help uh, our case, it would be awesome to you know, write uh, yeah. them in contact with them. so.
0: Yeah, for any of the listeners, if you have anything that can help, you know, Aya, uh, if you know of an organization that can help uh, donate or even share uh, this story, um, and if any of the listeners don't, um, you know, can't donate, but is able to share, um, that's also uh, a big win for Aya because it moves forward and the word is spread um, through different outlets. And everyone yeah. has you know how Facebook works is friends have friends from all over the world. If it's just mm-hmm. shared once it's it's shared to those people and then just keep the sharing going and it will reach and maximize uh more more people. <laughs> in my in my uh what I think it would it would do. So if you can't donate, sharing is even just as good. Yes, it's true. It's true.
1: People are going through hard time right now with Corona and yeah. you know. Yeah, but uh, if you cannot donate and and don't don't uh, you know if if you have like even five krona, just just donate one krona moves us. Yeah,
0: you
1: know. Yeah, that uh, moves one step closer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one step closer so don't say ah this is a lot of money they're looking for my one kroner won't do anything it will and it's doing that and that's how we've been actually able to raise the amount that we have right now so please um I would request your listeners to um help us and don't to donate to so that we can save our little girl or you know share if you can't like you said um Yeah, send us positive vibes. Yeah, prayers, positive vibes, whatever your
0: your religion is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it's,
0: um, yeah. And if if we do, or if you do raise the 15 million uh, kroner, what would you do to celebrate? Just to like uplift it and uh, Aya's walking and um, if if not walking, just using a support to walk and is able to walk because that's what we have to look at is the positive and see her walking. To make this work, I believe that you have to see them doing it.
1: Yes, yes. It's actually funny because I told uh, the neurologist, the other day, that, uh, you know, I is going to walk. I is walking. This is just a period, you know? It's a a period. And uh, maybe, you know... People think I'm crazy, but uh, I see it, and I believe in words, uh, Jackie. You Mm -hmm. know, I I claim it, and um, I believe that Aya is gonna walk. It's a period. It's a period of time that uh, she has to face. We will, you know, she needs this help, but eventually, she's gonna walk. She's she's gonna walk.
0: And also, I believe that this story will eventually get to someone that um can spread it even more and uh, feel touched by it and help help it move forward even more and you know the first step is believing if you can't believe in something um i don't it's hard to move forward if you're not If you don't believe in it and you're already in that and you're already positive and you already see Aya walking. Like you said, Uh you told the neurologist, she's going to be walking. You're already creating that pathway to Uh her walking. Uh And also you said that, you know, you're not getting good feedback from organization that just opens a window. Uh, to mm. another opportunity. Yeah, one closes, but there's always something that opens up and that leads mm. you to bigger and better uh, things, and this is what, where it's going.
1: That's true, but uh, you also asked me what am I going to do to yeah. celebrate things. Yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> I, I don't, you know, I have received so much kindness from people, Jackie. You know, people... Like you, for example, also, you know, I've received so much kindness. And I feel the ultimate uh, thing to do is also to pass kindness to another person. And uh, I, uh, my wish would be I as foundation will help even one, even one child, even, you know, like uh, back home, Jackie in Kenya, it's it's um, they have it to us it's mm-hmm. so bad, because even uh, to get the diagnosis, it, it, it has to be sent abroad, you know, mm-hmm. you know, so even to get uh, equipment, because this disease is, it, you know, it, it complicates so many things, and it's expensive, you have to use the special equipment, you have, uh, you know, to travel back and forth to hospital, even feeding for those kids who cannot um, feed, so it's, it's It's so expensive, Jackie. So um, I would like uh, to give back. In in a small way, in my own small way, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, I can... And also advice, because uh, we had to go and look for uh, advice by ourselves. And, you know, I... I'm all over the internet like a crazy person trying to look for parents who are in my similar situation to talk to, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and most of uh, parents will not even want to talk to you, not because uh, they don't want to talk to you, but because they're going through a hard time, Jackie, mm-hmm. you know. So it's totally understandable. But there are some that have been very supportive like that, and I would like to be there for someone also, the way people have helped me.
0: So this foundation, right now that you've built, will be for Aya. But once uh, we build build it, and um, she's treated, you wanted to keep going for other people, other to help other people. Oh, that's so wonderful because other people are also going through it, and you know, first stage is like uh, denial, I think.
1: Yeah. Yes. And you
0: want to be able to move, um, make it bigger for Aya yeah. but then even a massive for you know in Kenya and even uh, here yes. in Denmark um, yes. because it's not approved yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's so that's right. really good that you want to give back and build it more not just okay yeah it's, I I got everything everything's good <laughs> but now you're you're going to build it for other people and that's see that's so great that you want to support other parents and other kids that's going through the same um same thing. Um Troubles. <laughs> I don't even know what to call it. It's like it's like a bump in the road or um yeah.
1: <laughs> it's 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 something that we're gonna live with, you know. Yeah. So it it's it's here and it will be, you know, it's it's some I will have a until the, you know, throughout our life. So it's um uh, it's good that uh, you know. We also impact other people because I didn't know, Jack. I didn't know about this disease. Yeah. Nothing. Zero. You yeah. know, it's it's crazy. Even my family and my family's family. It's yeah.
0: Like they're like what? So, <laughs> yeah. And so. it and it's an unfortunate because this with this disease it comes and it's the most expensive treatment in the world.
1: Yes, it is. But we didn't I didn't mention also, that. I did. Uh, No, yeah, we didn't. Yeah, Yeah. it's the most expensive uh, drug in the world. And I am really, really grateful even for the medical, you know, uh, evolution. Because can you imagine four years there was nothing, you know? Yeah. So and the parents who fought for us before, you know, so who insisted or, you know, fought for something to be done. Yeah. Because otherwise, we wouldn't even have this
0: uh, most expensive oh My God. Yeah. It's so crazy yeah. to think that it's the most expensive drug in, yeah. in the world. But we yeah. are taking steps to help Aya. And if the listeners want to donate or even share this story, please do um, through Facebook, Instagram, whatever your social media is. It will help. You know, little Aya and also future uh, kids that are going through the same thing and their parents, uh, giving them a future and uh, a good life um, to live in. Well... That is about it. Um, do you want to add anything? Um, I'm going to add the links where people can go to and donate or share this story on mm-hmm. to um, onto their Facebook, and also it'll be on my website. So, um, do you want to share anything else
1: um, to the audience before we sign off? I just want to thank you, Jackie, because you're using your platform uh, to create awareness for this and to help us. I am uh I'm really <laughs> honest. I wish I could give you a hug but <laughs> you will when I, <laughs> I walk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm, I'm I'm really grateful and uh, to your listeners Um, it's it's the same request. Please help us. Please please help us uh, in a little way or big way that you can help help me help us uh, save our daughter
0: thank you well thank you so much and then I I definitely want to give baby Aya a chance at life and this is why I'm sharing the story I'll be helping uh, Keturah and her family spread awareness you know and raise this it's not I'm not even going to say impossible two million dollars but raise this two million dollars for Aya and um, through my social media, through my website. And I will be keeping um, through my newsletter. Also, I'll have little updates on uh, where Aya is at uh, through the GoFundMe. Um, as I said, all the links will be on uh, my website. Uh, also, information on uh, little Aya. Uh, we, uh, you're starting a website, so that's also going to be on to uh, the web uh, on my website my, my kids think I'm cool.com uh, um, I can't imagine what Keturah is going through and if I was going through the same thing in her situation I would do the same and all my power on trying to give my baby a normal life uh, for the listeners if you have 50 cents to donate or any amount you can afford please do so because it is AYA it gets AYA closer to the treatment So, yes, um, thank you, and we will be in touch, and uh, we'll keep everyone posted on this uh, fundraiser and also this foundation. Thank you, you. and until next time, everyone, bye.
1: Umkampf